It's 10 to 7. I did promise you the sun would be up at this moment and I'm looking through the window. It is up. Uh, Time now, of course, to look at the political story you cannot ignore. Uh, Lukon Amguni, always a pleasure to chat to you. Political analyst based in uh, KZN at the University of KwaZulu-Natal joining us now on the line. Um, Yeah, we had a family meeting last night. How did it go? Uh, Good morning, Bongani. Always a pleasure indeed. Uh, Well, the family meeting announced what I think was expected in terms of the schools. The pressure has been mounting on uh, the Minister of Basic Education and Cabinet to do the right thing. What I'm worried about is uh, the pace at which we take decisions. It's a very uh, drawn-out process, and we take decisions quite slowly. I mean, this should have been a decision taken at least week and a half or two weeks ago. Uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's important. But again, because the president doesn't offer an opportunity for a question and answer session, so he's not able to be probed yeah. on some of the pronouncements that he makes. Because, for example, the dates appear to just be uh, randomly selected. This This grade, one week, that grade, two weeks. Uh, right. And then the rest, uh, uh, you know, until the end of August, uh, there has to be some level of uh, rationale behind yep. uh, the dates, behind the school closure. Because I think some people still don't understand why the call for schools to be closed. At the peak of infection, you want to decrease as much as you can the mobility of people because that's what spreads the virus and that's what creates uh, infections. The more people have contact, the more people travel, and you are at your peak, you are, you are, you are, you are then uh, helping uh, community transmissions to actually exacerbate. That's why schools need to be closed. And Look, on, let me ask you on that. Let me pick you up on that then. Uh, the peak of the virus uh, is estimated to go well into, say, September. Some even go as far as saying in October, uh, depending, of course, on what we do in the interim. Um, you talk about uh, uh, not understanding the rationale behind the dates that have been announced. Uh, I mean, if we are going to close schools, then what happens if the peak lasts as long as that? Well, if the peak lasts as long as that, the schools are going to remain closed. I mean, we are actually experimenting in South Africa, which is quite interesting because uh, around the world, um, countries peaked while schools were closed and then they tried to reopen as their caves were flattening and and, 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 and and declining. Now, if, if if our peak, also, I mean, I've been a bit skeptical about the modeling that's been done because, I mean, uh, the, the modelers have been change, chopping and changing. I know that you chop and change as circumstances cha- uh, change, but because there's been no transparency in the modeling done in terms of the assumptions that are fed into the models, uh, we've been left none the wiser as to why the chopping and changing happens. And if you are saying peak infection is going to be somewhere in August, September, that means we are still anticipating a point in time where we are going to see daily infections climbing at least over 20,000 cases a day. Mm, I, I, I don't know, Bongani, we'll have to see. I mean, our testing is not always so uh, balanced out and, and consistent. At times we are, we are, we are, we are, we are reporting 15,000 less than we have reported in a few days ago. So there's still a problem there for me which doesn't allow us to make 
good predictions in terms of how yeah. our picture will probably look like. And that is actually a big problem. And that's why you then need to tread with caution because your other non-pharmaceutical interventions uh, are clearly not much in place and your testing and contact tracing is clearly overwhelmed and therefore you become even much more cautious with the question yeah. of the schools. I mean, even Bongani, without a pandemic, we all know when schools are closed, even traffic decreases on the road. That's the extent to which uh, schools create mobility of people in our societies. The other worrying figure that's emerged in recent days is uh, the number of excess deaths, which we are being told by the Medical Research Council is a lot higher uh, than uh, the COVID numbers that are being reported, uh, as high as 17,000 people uh, have died, uh, uh, more than uh, what would be expected at this time of the year. We know, of course, not all of those would be COVID uh, d- deaths uh, directly, but uh, it's, it, it, it does correlate, particularly when you look at the provinces that have been hardest hit. Uh, we just uh, don't necessarily have a handle on the numbers. We don't have a handle on the numbers. I think it also came out on the briefing yesterday with the Minister of Health and NEC in in the Eastern Cape, uh, particularly with the Nelson Mandela Bay area, uh, where they really admitted that there is an under-reporting. So that talks to the... Uh, to the to the to the rigor uh, of our of our processes where this is concerned, and that is very concerning, Bungani. What I find missing in the graphs that are generated on the question of excess deaths is just to say um, there's a column that doesn't get put up, uh, and that column should be how many deaths uh, were there last year at this time, you know. Um, because those are actual deaths because we've already gone through them instead of using projections so that we are able to actually determine quite clearly uh, the question of excess deaths and and, and then be able to pinpoint uh, because there's also research you've got to do that uh, are those COVID deaths, are those byproducts we are very troublesome country in terms of our inequalities so are those byproducts of the lockdown to some extent um, in terms of some people not being able to access healthcare or, or, or being now because of the lockdown and mobility issues or people being, you know, uh, succumbing to other questions of poverty and so on. So the, 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 the excess deaths on their own without them being studied do not necessarily uh, automatically become COVID. Uh, they could be attributed to other manifestations that still have yeah. to do with the manner in which we are managing uh, COVID-19. Finally, Lukona, let me ask you, the president now talking tough on corruption, and uh, we've seen, of course, how uh, the pandemic has been an opportunity for people to loot uh, the weakness of systems in the state as far as procurement is concerned, uh, really not being able to keep an, an eye on what happens before things go wrong. Uh, did that satisfy you? Did that give you the impression uh, that uh, criminals were quaking in their boots or rolling their eyes? Bongani, I remember one time after a January 8th statement delivered by former President Jacob Zuma, there was, a, there was a newspaper headline that said Zuma talks tough on corruption. Um, I'm raising this because <laughs> uh, it, it really was, was quite a paradox because he was quite an enabler of corruption. I think what makes me extremely skeptical now are two things. One, the president clearly has no political control over his party and therefore no political control over those who are deployed into the state by his party. Uh, secondly, he has published and promulgated um, uh, 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 the, the proclamation 
for the SIU to do its work. But when you read that proclamation, Bongani, it's so wide. I mean, um, it starts as far back as the 1st of January. Yes, it tries in the schedule to narrow down to questions around COVID-19 management and the implementation of the regulations. But because it is so wide, usually SIU proclamations target a place, a municipality, a particular deal, and so on. And I think because of the nature of complaints that the presidency would have received, um, he needed to make sure that while he wants to create flexibility of the scope, as the SIU has requested him, but he's also clearly targeting certain particular areas. If it is procurement of PPE by the Solidarity Fund, it should be that. If it is procurement of PPE by this province and that province, it should be that. So that at least there is a site of action. And I think for me, those two things, not being politically in control of the organization and then these far too wide uh, 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 terms of reference for the SIU, uh, makes me a bit skeptical that uh, uh, he will be zoning in on those uh, crooks that are there. We may find out that he's alarmed and shocked again should they not succeed. <laughs> Lukon Amguni will leave it there. Political analyst based at UKZN.